Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures was read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. Well, this is, of course, Thanksgiving week, which means that I have to begin the sermon with the traditional Thanksgiving jokes. So, which side of a turkey has more feathers? Which side of a turkey has more feathers? Anybody? The outside. They don't get any better. Yeah. How does a turkey travel? How does a turkey travel? By gravy train. How did the farmer, or why did the farmer have to separate the chicken and the turkey? He sensed foul play. Yeah, I'll be here all week. A matinee on Sunday. So, you know, Thanksgiving is just a few days away, and it is a time for being with those that we love, and more importantly, for remembering the many, many blessings we have. I love this quote from Norman Vincent Peale. He says, the more you practice the art of thankfulness, the more you have to be thankful for. Think about all of the things you have to be thankful for this year. Now, it doesn't mean that you didn't have a year that saw hard times, but there are still things to be thankful for. You know, we live in a land of great abundance. We really do. And I don't know about you, but I often take for granted the abundance of where I live. Pew Research did a study recently, and they found this. They found that 9 in 10 Americans had a standard of living that was above the global middle income standard. Nine out of 10 Americans. That means a majority of Americans that we would consider living in poverty, if you would put them in the world, they would be considered middle income. So I thought this was an interesting fact, so I did a little research and I found out that I am the, what am I, the, the 433rd million richest person in the world. I bet you didn't know that. I bet you're thinking to yourself, I should have come to him a long time ago. I better change my, uh, my phone number, shouldn't I? Right? 
I am considered high income when compared to everyone in the world. So apparently you guys are paying me quite well. Think about that. I am considered high income. I have a lot to be thankful for. But sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm not. Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful. And it's also a time to think about generosity. Isn't it? It's a time to think about generosity. We have been looking at the practices of fruitful churches over the last few weeks. And we've, we've looked at how things such as spirit-filled evangelism, passionate worship, intentional faith development, hospitality, and risk-taking mission and service all help to make a church fruitful. But there's one more thing that we haven't talked about that is just as important as these other areas church life, and that is extravagant generosity, especially in the area of financial and, and other types of giving. Extravagant generosity is defined as the lavish sharing, sacrifice, and giving in service to God and neighbor. But I have to admit that I'm not always the most extravagant, generous person. And really, I think there's two voices that, that, that speak in my head that hinder my generosity. First is the voice of fear. The voice that says, if I am really as generous as God is calling me to be, I won't have enough stuff. Now that's kind of silly if you've ever seen my basement. I don't suspect any of you have ever seen my basement. And that's because you've been blessed. <laughs> but I have a lot of stuff in my basement that I don't need. And I have moved this stuff, some of this stuff, for years from house to house as I've moved. I still have a VCR TV combo. Those weren't cool when I bought it in 1999. But I thought that whole DVD thing is going to run its course. Yeah, I was wrong. I was so wrong. Of course, I was also the, the, the one who thought streaming movies? Who would ever do that? But we'll move on. Another voice, other than the voice of fear, is the voice of desire. And that is, I want more stuff. Oh my goodness. Am I the only one who is not looking forward to this coming Friday? Black Friday. The ultimate expression of I want more stuff. How many of you plan on going shopping on Black Friday? Any of you? Have any of you gone back? You know, I always say, I'm sure Jesus is sitting here going, you know what? Just what I wanted for my birthday, you hitting somebody else at Walmart over a cheap TV. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I, had, I, I decided to go shopping a couple years ago on Black Friday just to see what it was all about. It was terrifying. 
absolutely terrifying. Your friends and neighbors all gathered around, and then it becomes like a feeding frenzy. I mean, they bring out those like uh, pallets at Walmart of, of whatever kind of electronic gizmo that they're selling for, for uh, a, a already a marked up price, but they put a Sarah sign so you think it's cheaper, and then there's people pushing each other out of the way. I, I mean, I literally saw an argument over a thermos. A thermos. Who wants a thermos for Christmas? But these two people were arguing over it. Americans live in an extraordinarily materialistic and consumerist society. We do. We, we are immersed in a culture that, that feeds the appetite for more and bigger, and that fosters the myth that self-worth is found in material wealth and the happiness, and happiness is found in possessing. That's why we don't like talking about money, right? We don't like talking about money, because in our minds, we equate people's worth with how much money they have often. And it's true. We often do. We equate a person's, sometimes a person's moral value by how much money they have or don't have. But my friends, everything we have is a gift from God, and we are to be stewards of it. And I always have to remind myself that. I had to remind myself of, of, of that uh, just this past week when I decided for some odd reason I needed to buy myself a brand new drill press for my basement. Why do I need a new drill press? I'm not a machinist. But I decided I needed to be able to, to, to drill new holes and it was on sale. So heaven help you, you better buy it because it's on sale. It's only $5.99 instead of $6.99. Well, that's a deal right there. We're all victim of that, though, from time to time, aren't we? We are. So how can we get a hold of that? Well, Part of the way that, that we can, 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 can gain a hold of, 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 of using God's resources in, in a responsible way is by being generous with what God has given us. And the Bible is pretty clear about this. It, it, the, the Bible, over and over, in both the Old and the New Testament, talks about how God has given us everything. And we are but stewards of of, of what we have been given, and that God wants us to use a portion of what we have been given for uh, his work. Now, the, the Bible refers to this by the term tithing. Uh, and real quick, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna share with you just a, a little bit about what that means. Uh, so let's take these apples as an example of Everything I have, all right? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10 apples here, all right? And what God says is that all of this belongs to him. But I can use 
nine of these apples for whatever I want to use them for. So this apple here, I can use to pay my bills. This apple here, I can, well, these two apples I can use to go to the grocery store. <laughs> and it's going to take a whole apple in and of itself just to get some gas nowadays, right? And I want a new car. Well, that, that might take these three. Right? But I can use these in any way I want. It's this one apple that God says I am to use for the furtherance of God's work here on earth. I'm to set this aside and I am to be generous with this one tenth. I am to, to, to give this to, to God's church and to his people to, to, to use to, uh, to help further his church, to help spread the gospel, to help feed the hungry, clothe the naked. That's what I'm supposed to do with this one tenth. But if you're anything like me, this is what happens when I look at this and, and I think I got all these apples. Well, there's still some more things I want. So what am I going to do with this apple? Well, you know, it's just sitting here, and God, God's pretty awesome. God wouldn't care if I just took a little bit of this apple, right? I hear Terry going, don't cut your finger. <laughs> it's okay, we just paid our insurance. All right, so, be like, well, hmm. Whoops, that's okay. God made dirt, 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 dirt don't hurt, right? So, got this little bit here. And, well, if I'm already doing it, God really, really also wants me to be able to drill a straight hole. So, I'll just use some of that money to buy that drill press. And then, well, you know... I really want to go out to eat tonight because I don't really like the food I bought at Kroger. Uh, so I'll just take a little bit out of here. And then that's enough. But, oh, wait, you know what? I just remembered Christmas is coming up and I want to buy myself something. I'll buy this here. And then, um, oh, you know what? Uh, my car has been paid off for a long, long time, but. I really want to buy a new car to impress people I don't know. Right? Have you ever thought about that? Spending a bunch of money to impress people with a car that you don't know? How weird that is? Because I want the guy at the traffic light next to me to go, look at that. By the way, quick story. I actually beat a Lamborghini in my green, little green car once. True story. It's a guy in Grove City. Got himself a yellow Lamborghini. He drives at 20 miles an hour down Stringtown Road, and I went right by him. I took a video just to show people. I beat a Lamborghini. Now I'm in trouble. Um, and now I've got a little bit left, but you know what? Eh, God's not going to care. Hmm. Hmm. That's pretty tasty. And then, I'm like, what happened to all the money I was going to be generous with? Well, it's all gone. 
So the Bible talks about this. It talks about the need. And I told Terry this was going to happen. We talked about this before we started. I was like, you do know the Heimlich, right? We talk about proportional giving. Um, and, 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 and what the Bible says is that by tithing or, or, or giving uh, based uh, upon a portion of, your, uh, of, of, of what you have, it forces us to look at our earning and our saving and our spending through God's eyes and not our eyes. It causes us to be more reliant upon God instead of upon ourselves. So, my friends, when we think about Thanksgiving and, and, and being thankful for all we have and, and, and about giving in a generous way um, and, and living in a generous way, I like to think about people who have gone before us and who have been generous before us. Think about this. The stained glass windows that are on either side of our church that let the lights in. The reason they are there today is because somebody years ago was generous. The pew you sit in is here today because somebody was generous. The piano and the organ that Nancy plays is here because somebody was generous. Think about that. The carpet is here because somebody was generous. The fact that you have been told about Jesus Christ through this church or, or, or through another church is, is more than likely because somebody was generous and, and helped to fund that ministry, helped to fund this church or, 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 or whatever church where, where you discovered Jesus. We are all beneficiaries of those who have come before us and of their generosity. And so as we sit here a few days before Thanksgiving, I am reminded of this, and I ask myself question, is, is how can my generosity benefit those who will be coming after me? How are those who will be sitting where you are in years to come look back and think about about what they have and, 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 and the faith that they have and, and how it has come to them because of my generosity. Your generosity today pays benefits, not just today, but into the future. My friends, we are touched by the generosity of Christ. So much so that we as Christians are called to give generously so that others can also experience the truth of Christ for themselves. We owe the same to generations to come as have been given to us by generations in the past. So this morning, um, as we are finishing up the the. The Christian year, uh, believe it or not, we are just uh, two weeks away from the start of Advent, which is actually the new Christian year. Uh, we are going to spend just a couple of moments here um, filling out our 2024 estimate of giving card for next year. Uh, if you are a uh, member of the church or regular attender, you should have received a mailing uh, with this card in it. 
Um, if you didn't, we've got plenty of them in the back. And what this card is, is this is just a tool to help us think about our financial giving to the church for the next year. Now remember, this isn't a pledge card, uh, which means that we here at the church aren't looking and saying, huh, so-and-so said they're going to give this much a week, and they, they, they only gave this much. Nancy, give them a call. Find out what's going on. Nancy's going, oh, good, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, 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 we don't do that, obviously. Uh, but, but what this is, is just a, a way for us to think through what we want to, to, to give, what God is calling us to give in a generous way. And, and it's a planning tool for ourselves uh, so we can figure out this apple deal and, and how, how we can, can, can arrange these apples so we don't take a big bite out of this apple and... and um, uh, and, and, and it's a way for the church to plan as well. Um, if you, uh, I'd say, if you've already turned your card into the offering plate, don't worry. We will grab those out of there uh, when we're done today. Know that, that no matter what you put on this card, uh, God is very proud of you, and God is very thankful, and we are very thankful uh, for no matter what amount you put on here. Um, and, and know that... Um, uh, this whole idea of tithing is a goal. It isn't a rule, okay? It's a goal. And that means that um, when there's a goal, you don't start off always meeting your goal, right? It's something to shoot for. So no matter where you are on the giving spectrum, if you're giving 1% of your income, if you're giving you know, a half percent of your income, uh, 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 don't worry. But I want you to honor that by marking that stepping up toward tithing because you are giving towards tithing. You are working towards that goal. If you uh, um, have, have, have uh, moved up to tithing, I want you to mark that on your card. And, and so we, you can celebrate that, and we can celebrate that with you. And if you're already tithing, um, um, think about giving a little bit more, right? Generosity doesn't just stop at 10%. Um, and so, so mark that so we can celebrate that with you. Uh, but no matter where you are, I want you to, to think about taking a, a step beyond maybe where you are and to celebrate where you are because being generous is a part of being a Christian and it's a part of our lives that make us happy. Uh, it's a part of our lives that should bring joy because um, uh, re remember, you shouldn't give until it hurts. You should give until it feels good. Hmm? Hmm? That's that's true, right? You should give until it feels good. Giving should always make you feel good. Uh, in, in, in our scripture reading this morning, the Apostle Paul is talking about a Sunday collection. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. And he is, is telling the Corinthians about a collection he's taking up for those in Jerusalem who are having tough times. And he is encouraging them. And he's encouraging them to give and to be happy about their giving. Not sad, not compelled, right? But, but happy to be able to be gracious to others, okay? 
Um, so how we're going to do this is we're going to give you just a couple of minutes to fill this out. Again, if you've already tur turned it in, um, I, I know a few people have already turned it in the offering plate, and some people have already turned it in uh, to the church office. Um, um, if, if you've done that, you can just sit back and uh, listen to Nancy. She'll be playing here in, in j j just a couple of minutes. Uh, Nancy's like, oh, great, now I'm going to get nervous. They're going to be listening. Um, or uh, uh, for, for everyone else, I, I would invite you to, to, to prayerfully fill out your card. Again, if you didn't bring your card with you, there are plenty in the back, uh, back there by the bulletins. Um, and uh, when you are done, um, I will uh, have this. Um, trying to think of a good place to put this so uh, we, we don't all strain our backs. Um, I will uh, put this... Um, how about in the back on that table? And when you're done, you can just put it in that. And as we are filling out our cards, um, let us be in a attitude of prayer. <laughs> 